Hey everyone, welcome back to the JB Star Podcast. Thank you so much for joining me for another episode. So my guest today is currently on the national tour of the musical Chicago, where she's in the ensemble and understudies the role of Roxy Hart. My guest today is Evie Vaughn. Is Tarzan one of your favorite Disney movies? Um, well, that's really funny because it, it wasn't as a child, um, but I'm a dance teacher. I love dancing, uh, dancing with kiddos. And so I downloaded the movie soundtrack and used the songs a lot in my baby jazz classes. And one day I was like, these songs are like a bop. They're so good. They're so, so good. So I like went and rewatched the movie like as an adult. I was like, this is such a good movie. And they like used new kinds of um, animation. Uh, and it was... I don't know. I loved it so much. Uh, and I listened to the Broadway soundtrack a few times when I booked Tarzan as a summer stock gig in college. Yeah, the beautiful, the, they're beautiful songs, and the movie has great themes, like environmentalism and how you define family and finding love in unexpected places. So, yeah. 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 What, or was being in Tarzan, uh, being in the ensemble of Tarzan demanding, because, like, you're basically running around from what I've seen on the internet. Yeah, I mean, it was, but for an unexpected reason. Uh, Ensemble work is always demanding because, you know, you're fleshing out the story of the show, which is really fun. Um, But for this specific run of Tarzan, I was at Mount Gretna Theater in Pennsylvania. And when we were gorillas, we had to wear these awesome brown body suits. And then we had these like hockey shoulder pads covered in heavy fur to make us look like big apes. And then we had a a fur hood and then um, makeup face makeup Mm -hmm. so the thing was we were in this outdoor theater in the middle of july in pennsylvania and the only ac was like a plug-in backstage in the green room so the challenge was the heat and the humidity while doing these really aerobic ensemble numbers in gorilla suits (laughs) oh i can only imagine you were probably sweating like crazy yeah and the poor asm had to wash our costumes every night (laughs) and funnily enough that asm actually is now in the chicago cast with me his name's lincoln and he's a part of the male ensemble and we reminisce about tarzan like once a week (laughs) that's so cool what do you love most about west side story yeah so my next summer stock gig after tarzan was west side i was mini uh one of the featured jet girls i got to do cool um we did the show at priscilla beach theater near cape cod or no, it was Plymouth, Massachusetts. It's close to Cape Cod. Yeah. Um, and that was, like, one of the best summers of my entire life, honestly. It was beautiful, and the cast was one of the most uh, tightly knit casts that I've ever been a part of. And a lot of the cast is now doing national tours and Broadway and actively writing new work and, and music and um, very talented and dedicated group of people brought together to do this show. Yeah. And that's something that I hear from, because everyone does West Side, you know? It's, yeah. Everyone does it. It's an easy show to do, and it's classic. So oh, yeah. Every time I hear someone, they're like, oh, I did West Side, and it was so great. That's what I always hear. So I think that what I love most about the show is that it's a timeless piece of art that really brings together the community. Um, and the book is beautiful. The score is genius. I mean, like oh, yeah. Bernstein and Bernstein? And then Sondheim, what more can we ask for? Exactly. You can never go wrong with either of them. No. Did you know a lot about the producers prior to doing the show? Yeah. So skipping ahead to the producers, um, which was the first show that I booked after the pandemic, 
I mean, I didn't, to answer your question, I did know producers prior to doing it. The community theater that I grew up at had done it in the past and I'd seen the movie and I love Mel Brooks. I think that he's genius uh, and being able to push the envelope with humor and celebrating the hilarity in like very depressing circumstances is hard but needed in society. And yeah. So I loved doing that show. Um, also, the cast was great. The quality of the production was great. We were at um, Palace Theater in Manchester, New Hampshire. Um, and it was a super challenging score to sing because um, I booked a singing track, which has never happened before. Uh-huh. They were like, hey, do you want to do this contract? Um, it starts in three days. And I was like, three days? Oh, <laughs> yeah, wow. Yeah, you're going to be a, an usherette and understudying the uh, showgirls. And I was like, okay, let me just see if I can rearrange my life. And my community in New York, they, they all like they all came together. They were like, You're gonna do the show and they um they helped me cover all of my side gigs and yeah, we we all made it work and I really appreciate them for that so much. Uh but yeah, I got to it was a challenging score, the dancing was great, I got to go on for my understudy role the last weekend. Yeah, I'd love to go back and work at the palace again. That was a good show. What was your personal intro to Chicago? Oh my gosh. So now we're to the present. Yes. Um, <laughs> my formal introduction um, to Chicago was literally all the dance competitions that I attended growing up because every kid in the 12 to 16 musical theater category did a solo to like Roxy or a duo to all that jazz. And of course, we had like large group numbers to sell Block Tango or When You're Good to Mama. And my parents were always like, wow, those are some spicy songs. And I was like, what do you mean, mom? Exactly. <laughs> he was like, yep, that when you're older. <laughs> exactly. And then, um, I watched the movie when I was in high school and I was like, oh, wow, okay, hot, so good. And then I saw the musical for the first time when I was in New York, when I moved to New York for college. But I saw it for the first time prior to starting to starting to study Fosse Verdon technique and uh, style in my dance program. And to be honest, I was comparing it to the movie and I was a little underwhelmed because I, I didn't understand what I was seeing, to be quite honest. Yeah. And then I started studying dance theater and Fosse Verdon technique, and I saw the show again, and I was like, oh, wow, okay, hot, but also deep and crazy smart and commenting on society. Like, I was, and I was blown away, but I was like, ah, but I'll never be on that, in that show because I'm short and all those girls are tall. So I will admire from a distance. But look where you are now. I know. It's crazy. <laughs> it's not. Yeah, it's crazy. A lot of people like are just like, oh, I'm never going to book it. And they end up booking it. Mm-hmm. Well, it's cool because um, when we when I went, when I was in for, for uh, in the audition, I don't know, I had something came over me and I was like, you know what? Like, I don't really care how this goes. Like, I'm going to have a fun time. It was it was a very freeing audition experience. And it was just so darn fun. And everyone was so nice and so talented and so committed to the cause because everyone who works on this show cares deeply about the show. Yeah. It's a very important show. Yeah. Um, and I think that if you can identify with that, they'll, they see it. And that matters more than than whatever preconceived notion we have about Fosse dancers. Yeah. Yes, you have to have certain abilities, certain uh, technical aspects, certain understandings, um, but... I love that we're going in the direction of like more people are being welcomed into the fray. And yeah, I just feel so lucky every single day to be in this show. Yeah. Have you always been a fan of Fosse's geniusness 
as soon as I was introduced to it, yeah. Yeah, um, same. And being a jazz and theater dance person, like, you kind of go on deep dives about the history of the work, and you, you watch all the work on YouTube, and you find the famous Fosse dancers, and you go take class from the ones who are teaching at Steps, or or from the Fosse Burden legacy, and yeah, I'm such a big fan, and I'm hoping to continue my Fosse journey, Fosse Burden journey, uh, past this show. Um, I want to keep learning. Yeah, it's so cool watching mm-hmm. Foss. Just sitting there, you're like, it's like the one thing that like can glue you to, you're like, jaw to the floor. So good. Yeah. Yeah. What is something that took you by surprise about learning the iconic choreography of Chicago? Yeah, you know, um, this version of Chicago, the 1997 version redone by Anne Ranking, it's an ode to Bob Fosse and all of his work. So within the show, we pull from a lot of, of his work. So we do like Pippin, we do Crunchy Granola Sweet, we do Blackbird, um, yeah. we do some things from Sing Sing Sing. It's all in there. Yeah. And I was lucky enough to go to Pace, where the theater dance classes are headed by Scott Jovovich, who is a Fosse giant. We learned a lot of this rep from him. So I was familiar with all the moves, but what I didn't realize was how layered all the numbers are. The numbers are super easy to watch. They're so palatable to like the audience's eyes. So imagine my surprise when I find out that there are literally four things going on at the same time at all times Mm -hmm. in all that jazz. And it took us like two days to just stage it, just to learn all the material within that number. And then the courtroom, the courtroom is a scene, but it's a highly choreographed vaudevillian scene. Forget about it. You could watch the show like five times and you could only watch the jury or only watch the judge or only watch the ensemble or only watch Roxy or Billy. And you could see something new every time. And it's an extremely technical show. It's very smart. It looks very technical. Yeah. Every time I do the show, I'm like, ah, I could have been sharper there. I could have been more indulgent. My troll turns weren't low enough. Like, it's such a work in progress always, and I love it. Yeah. I I could talk for days about how cool this show is. (laughs) Have you always wanted to go on tour? Definitely. Career goals included a cruise, uh, a tour, an equity tour, and then Broadway. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But only in my wildest dreams would I ever think that I would be doing this show on tour. Like, this is a legacy show. Yeah. This is crazy. Yeah, it's great. Yeah, it's like everyone yeah. everyone knows Chicago. Everyone knows Chicago, and sometimes when I exit the, the the stage door, people are like, "Can I have your autograph?" And I'm like, "Me? Like I'm just I'm just a dancer." Which I like that's crazy to me that and they're like, "This is the seventh time I've seen the show," and I'm like, "Wow, the show is so special to so many people," and um, it's really easy to forget what an impression you can make on people. Um, when you do this day in and day out, you know, like, yes, it's wonderful. Yes. It's a beautiful show, but like it's work and I'm constantly trying to make it better. And sometimes I forget that like the audience is there and having their own experience in the show alongside everyone else. Yeah. It's really, it's so special. It Um, is. It's really special. Yeah. What has been the most surprising part about being in Chicago and touring? Um... How close the cast and the crew and the band have all gotten. The band is a part of the cast, especially in the show, because the music is everything. Yeah. Um, and they're on stage with us. Right. Centers the whole time. Um, and they travel with the cast on the bus. We eat and sleep in the same hotel. 
we adventure together. And then don't get me started on like the crew. Like it's a simple set, um, but it's hard to put up and break down. And the lighting is very complicated. So like they managed to do all of that, especially during the one-nighters where like they have to put up the set. We do a show, they break it down. We drive to the next venue Mm -hmm. and they still managed to be the kindest, most down to earth humans. I didn't realize that aspect of the tour would be a thing. It's it's really cool how we interact with everyone. Yeah, for sure. What is your favorite meal of the day? Breakfast. <laughs> Breakfast. <laughs> what are some of your favorite songs of all time? They don't, they don't have to be musical theater songs. Like, what are some songs you can listen oh, to over and over again and they'll never be old in your head? Like, like they'll always be on my top yeah. year Spotify no like matter what year it is. Yeah. Yeah. Um, no Air. <laughs> Great by, uh, song. Jordan, Jordan Sparks <laughs> and Chris Brown. Great yes, song. Yes. Um, anything by Lord. Anything by the 1975. Uh, you Make My Dreams Come True. The, ooh, yeah, You ooh, Make My Dreams Come True. I like all of these. And then musical. I have to say one musical theater song. Okay. Um, I would love to be a nine to five, and I. Ooh, just, I love like, Dolly. Get, I get chills every time I listen to "Get Out and Stay Off," specifically Stephanie J. Block's version. Have you ever forgotten where you are on tour, or like where you were? Oh yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Especially during the weeks where we're in like set six or seven venues in a week. Like my boyfriend will call me. I'll be like, "How are you?" And he'll be like, "Good." where are you? And I'm like, I don't know. Somewhere in the K- Kentucky? And he's like, you were in Kentucky two days ago. That doesn't make any sense. And I'm like, you're right. <laughs> Google know. it. I remember tell- yeah. ask- talking to somebody about Googling, like, where they've had to Google, uh, go on the tour's website and see what city they're going to because they'd forget where they are. Usually during those conversations, I'm so tired that the effort <laughs> that would require me to, it sounds so silly and petty, but like, I'm just like, I don't know, and I'll look it up when we get to the hotel. (laughs) (laughs) You say. Would you ever want to do another Disney show in some capacity? Yeah, and I, like like I said, I want to see if I can work specifically for Disney. Or, like, do an equity tour or equity show um, in association with Disney. I'm Mm -hmm. sure they're going to bring some cool shows down the pipeline very soon. Oh, I wouldn't be surprised. But... I actually went and saw Frozen last night at the Orpheum. Ooh, Caroline and Bowman, who was my first alphabet on Broadway. I was blown away. I mean, I saw it on Broadway. Me too. Um, but seeing it again on tour, I was like, and maybe also because now I have an understanding of what it means to tour, I was blown away. I haven't seen the tour yet. It was really good. The tour's going to be here I highly recommend. I'm going to go see it, and hopefully Caroline will still be on the tour because she was my first Alphaba. She was so good. So, like, such good physicalities. She nailed Elsa. She nailed it. Oh, for sure. And funny story, Lauren Nicole Chapman went to my high school. No way! Yeah, her picture is on the Arts Hall of Fame wall in my high school. As it should be. Oh, yeah. But I was also watching the ensemble track, and I was like, I can do that. Put me in, coach. I want to do that. Yeah. How much water do you go through in one performance of Chicago? <laughs> well, I try to be a good, hydrated human. 
and do one bottle of at least i have my like hydro flask yeah that's orange because orange is my favorite color um because it's very easy to get dehydrated on tour because like you don't want to like pee on the uh, while you're on the bus exactly on the exactly so my solution is just to not drink water but you know this is a flawed solution so yeah i try to drink a lot when we aren't traveling or when we're doing the show but but here's the thing like you haven't seen the show so you don't know this but the ensemble is sitting on stage like the whole time watching the show yeah so i would love to go get some water after all that jazz and after cell block tango but no, I have to sit back down and do all I care about with the feathers. And then after that number, I can drink water to prepare for gun. And then we're back on stage. And then that's just act one. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you know, you figure it out. Every track is also different. Like if I were to go on rock for Roxy, my my water intake would change. So the, lo- the short answer is I try to go for one bottle a show. Yeah. yeah. What's the longest you've gone without checking social media? recently oh no it's what okay. i did was i t- uh maybe a week oh, let's um, i i could never that, do that yeah but that was when i was on the cruise ship um i was on a cruise uh with aida and we you know it's really expensive yeah to, to turn on an app with video specifically so i just didn't look at i would like go to a location find a coffee shop post where i was like a cool picture and then yeah. i would just go back to the ship and actually, honestly, it was great because it was in that time that I learned how to do, like, complicated knitting. I was really into, like, anatomy. And I was, like, drawing all these cool, like, uh, I was drawing the whole body. I was uh, reading a bunch of books. I was journaling. Like, I was doing everything that didn't involve social media. And I, I long for those days. A goal for 2023, honestly. Oh, Yeah. <laughs> yeah. How about you? When how's the longest? What's the longest time that you've gone? When without? I would when I would get grounded as a kid. Oh great! <laughs> I'm an, I'm an, I am bad. Would you get grounded for it? I'm I don't even remember. Oh okay. But that was the longest time yeah. I ever went without going on social media because I mean I a I also need it for you know school and stuff. Yeah. So and like working and things like that. So like, mm-hmm. I, I'm one of those kids who's hypnotized into it. I will say. Yeah. One of them. Do you consider yourself a clumsy person? Um, you know, as a kid, yes. Uh, notoriously, I would just trip. Yeah, me on too. A flat I'm, I'm the same way. I trip over my um, own two feet. Yeah, and there's this thing in dance culture where it's like I can do triple pirouette, but if I'm wearing tennis shoes and just walking down the street, I will fall and hurt my head. Like it, it doesn't make any sense. Exactly. Um, yeah. Would you rather be on American Idol or so you think you can dance? American Idol because it doesn't exist anymore. <laughs> it exists. No. It's on ABC. It? Yeah, it's on ABC. Oh. Well, you can tell that I live under a rock. I grew up with no cable, so I actually okay. I ended. I did watch Show You Think as a as a kid, um, but because I know it so well and because I like to challenge myself and I, I need to get better at my singing, I think I would be on American Idol. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Are you one to take naps in between shows on a two show day? Ooh, that's a good question. Sometimes I will lie down. I have a hard time falling asleep, but I'll try to, like, be still and do a meditation or something. Um, but it depends on how tired I am. Yeah. Let's say let's say no. And what is a fun fact that not a lot of people know about you? Ooh. Ooh. Um. I. Uh. 
I love, um, so growing up, I didn't have cable. And so I didn't really watch a lot of TV, but my boyfriend was like, I want you to watch Pokemon, the Indigo League, because I think you'd like it. And I was like, this is silly. Pokemon is dumb. And then we started watching it together. And then one day he came home and I was watching Indigo League independently. And he was like, oh, you do like it. And I was like, I'm sorry, but Charmander's my favorite. <laughs> that's hilarious. Yeah. That's but I, um, yeah. So I guess that's something that not a lot of people know about me. I just recently started watching Pokemon. And yes, I am. I started with the Indigo League. <laughs> Love it. Once again, I've been speaking with Evie Vaughn from the national tour of the musical Chicago. I will see you all in my next episode where I'm chatting with actress Alyssa Corella.